Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy. I got to stop saying that. I noticed I've said it quite a few times at the beginning of these podcasts the past couple months. And I hate it. Um, I'm back in Los Angeles right now. Uh, doing some promotional type stuff for American Princess. The show I shot last year about the Renaissance Fair. Um, which comes out June 2nd. That's only like a couple weeks, guys. It'll be on Lifetime. You can see your boy Steve. <laughs> Ugh, I'm an idiot. Um, but I had a lot of fun. It's w one of the best times I've had making a TV show. Really funny. Um, I haven't seen any of it, so, uh, but I, I think it's going to be good. So tune in to Lifetime, June 2nd for American Princess, created by my friend Jamie Denbo, executive produced by Genji Cohen, who created Orange is the New Black and Glow and Weeds and is a just a television mogul. <laughs> and so uh, I'd love it if you guys checked it out. Let me know what you think. So I'm here, you know, I, I, I've been promoting that a little bit. And uh, tonight I have a screening for a horror movie that I'm in that comes out uh, Thursday. Well, today, if you're listening to this, because this drops on Thursday. So you can hear... You can hear, <laughs> you can see me. It's just a cameo. I'm in it for one scene, but it's the new movie, Brightburn. You've probably seen a bunch of commercials for it now, uh, starring Elizabeth Banks and my buddy, David Denman from the office and my buddy, Matt Jones, um, really great original script and, um, really dark. I'm warning you, it's really dark. <laughs> so Brightburn comes out this weekend. Um, go see that if you're into horror movies. It's really like a superhero horror movie mashup. I read someone say that and I thought it sounded great. So that's what I'm going to call it. So that's why I'm in L.A. I came to L.A. It's uh, today, Tuesday. I came out here Sunday afternoon. Um, and I'll be here till Thursday. I've got an audition on Thursday and then I'll go back to my mom's starting to divide my time a little more evenly back here in LA and, uh, at my mom's place in Riverside. She's getting stronger, getting uh, a little more mobile. My sister's there helping out. Uh, my sister's back in the house. She's a lot more mobile, able to get up and down the stairs. So things are getting slightly slowly back to normal, which is great. Um, and I don't know if you can hear it, but I am a little nasally today. And, uh, normally I'd say, Oh, it's the couch or it's allergies because of spring. But, uh, I'm clearly fighting a cold. I've been fighting it since Sunday night. And, um, I, I think I'm starting to lose. Um, Sunday, I thought it was a, it was allergies. Um, 
but the thing that really clued me clued me into the fact that it's probably a cold is um a little bit of stinging in my nose like right up at the back of my nostrils where they drop down into my sinuses i don't have the post nasal drip burn in the back of my throat yet but I just I can barely feel a little bit of stinging in the back of my sinuses or the back of my uh, nasal passages and I don't get that with allergies and then today this was the dead giveaway today I I went out to run some errands and um I, I have that shit where one of my ears is not popping and I definitely don't get that with allergies. That is straight up getting a cold symptom, at least for me. Usually if I have allergies, my ears still uh, balance out and pop and I can uh, get the equilibrium in my ears going, no problem. But ugh, this is driving around today, just on a flat highway and every five minutes, you know, it's, it's not horrible yet, but it's, it's at that annoying point where I'm constantly yawning, trying to get my ears to pop. My right one's popping. Okay. The left one, um, not so much, but I can still get it to pop. If I pinch my, uh, pinch my nose shut and, and kind of blow through my nose, that's an old scuba diving trick. I learned that when I was getting, uh, certified for scuba it's that noise i think there's a car outside um so i can still get my ears to pop but i have to man i have to manually get one of one of them to pop um and that's not a good sign that's not an allergy sign that's uh fighting a cold so Ever since yesterday, I've been neti potting. I neti, used my neti pot yesterday. I used it this morning. Um, I've been using my grapefruit seed extract nasal spray, which just usually burns the hell out of anything that's in my sinuses. And that's been working pretty good. I've been taking oregano oil. I've been taking vitamins. I've been taking emergency, drinking tons of water, and trying to rest whenever I can. Um, but I honestly think this is uh, has a lot to do with the fact that, uh, you know, I've been stressed out for two months. You know, I was living at my mom's house. I still am off and on, but I'm, you know, spending a lot of time at my mom's. It's stressful, you know, having to help out a, a loved one and, um, you know, who's getting older. Because you're just more hyper aware now of their mortality and your mortality and everyone's mortality. And it's even more, uh, you know, present in your brain if you've already lost a parent or sorry, my my desk area is a mess. Because I only spend like half an hour here once every week, week and a half, coming out to get my mail, just I, I throw shit on the floor, like not garbage, but I, I just put shit down on the floor and then take off. And so, ugh, my apartment's a mess right now. Oh, I just wanna, 
I just want to stay in bed all day tomorrow. I, I did a good job yesterday of staying. I kind of laid on the couch and uh, just watched TV for most of the day. Um, I did a couple interview things and then uh, right to the couch. Drink, had some soup, had some lentil soup, which I love. Um, and why I got caught up on Barry. Holy shit. Are you guys watching Barry? Bill Hader show on HBO. Oh my God. I, I binge watched the first season a couple months ago and then I just got kind of busy and caught up in stuff with my mom and everything. And, um, I watched the season premiere when it came out like a month or so ago and then just kind of faded out. And then yesterday I just binge watched the whole season, uh, season two. And oh my God, it's like one, it's one of the greatest shows ever. It's, it's amazing. It's really dark, but it's very funny. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough. The, there's an episode, there's an episode season two I think it's episode five where he played the the for those who don't know the premise of the show is he's a hitman Bill Hader and he goes to LA he's he's supposed to kill somebody and he ends up like walking in onto an in on an acting class and uh he gets the acting bug and so it's him dealing with wanting to be an actor and get out of the business but he's still like killing people and dealing with you know, cartels and mafia stuff. And, uh, Oh my God, it's so good. So good. But there was an episode where he's trying to kill somebody and it just, the whole episode is just this hit gone wrong. And this dude that he tries to kill has a, a little girl and she's like a black belt in karate, but she's like a little mo Anyway, this is, has nothing to do with medical. <laughs> shit. Although I don't have a lot of medical shit to talk about. Uh, I asked my friend if she would do a podcast yesterday. She never got back to me. So you just have me. Um, also, I don't know. I'm, I'm possibly going to be going to do a movie outside of L.A. And uh, nothing for sure yet. But it's going to be, I'll be gone for months and months. I'm kind of thinking, I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen with the podcast because I'm going to be so busy. Um, I may have to put it on hold for a couple months or just do sporadic updates. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I don't know if I have a job yet. I need one. I haven't worked. I haven't worked. It's we're like halfway, almost halfway through the year. <sighs> last year, this time I was swimming in work. I was doing, I had so much work last year. It was amazing. Thank God too, because I've got money saved up from it, but oh my geez, I'm just, you know, I went to Austin to do that short film, but that's just a short film. That's a, that's a, you know, that's a favor for a friend. I mean, short films, are awesome and they're fun and it was a blast and I got to gorge myself. But you don't make money doing that stuff. You know, you have to book like network stuff and or studio, you know, films and, and then, ugh, 
I'm bummed. I did so many episodes of Superstore last year, the first half of the season. And then right after Christmas, I just never went back. They didn't have me back, which was a huge fucking bummer. Uh, Cause that's how I was making a lot of my money last year was Superstore. And, um, and there, there were just several times where it was close where my agent would call and they're, they're like, we have you on hold for next week for Superstore. They're still writing it or they're writing another draft right now, but you're on hold for next week. And I was like, great. And then, uh, they, my agent would call and go, Hey, um, uh, yeah, they wrote you, the, the new draft has you written out. You're not in it. And that happened like three or four times this, this year. So, uh, we'll see. I'm not allowed to say anything about the, this other possible work, but, um, I don't know what that means for the podcast because I'm already trying to anticipate how that's going to go down and not having access to guests. Not that I do that a lot, but, or even, I don't know. I, I, I'm done talking about that. Yeah. I'm definitely fighting a cold. I have that disgusting, sick taste. You know, you just know, you know that taste, y'all? <laughs> when it's like, um, it's it's that taste in your mouth, but it's coming from like your sinuses. Like it, it's more of, it's almost a smell and a taste at the same time. And that's just straight up sickness. I taste sick. <laughs> And we have our title. Ugh. I just want to drink a bunch of soda or chew gum so that I don't taste the sick. Ugh. Anyway, what else do I have to uh, speak of? I've covered 15 minutes, guys. I just need to do like 45 more. <laughs> like half an hour more, maybe. Um, I'll do, you know what I'll do? I'll do some emails um, let me go to my mail app and again uh, if you have stuff to talk about questions um, suggestions hit me up at nodocspodcast at gmail.com that's n-o-d-o-c-s podcast at gmail.com. Let's see. I had a lot of people write to me uh, about the tingly hand stuff. A lot of people sent me links to this weird ass pillow. A couple pillows. There's, there's one. It's it's shaped like a ramp. It starts at your waist and it, it kind of raises you up. And then, but then it has a hole in it. You put your arm through. Looks like my nightmare. This looks like a horrible pillow. <laughs> 
Again, my problem is vertigo. I need to get my hand up under my head. So this thing does not really work. There's one, it's a pillow, but it looks like it has a tunnel through the middle of it. There's a picture of a guy with his arm straight up. I'll post photos of these if you guys remind me. Oh my God. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Did I read this? I can't remember if I read this. I'll read it. Um, just in case. Ugh, I taste sick. Ugh. Not meaning I don't taste sick. Like if someone were to eat me, they wouldn't be like, ooh, he tastes sick. I, I mean, I just have the taste of sick. You, you get it. Hey, Steve, was so glad to see the new podcast was up. Welcome back from Austin. I have so much to write and share because we have so many of the same issues going on. And check this out. See pictures attached. These are two, two of the photos of this, these pillows that I, a lot of you have sent me. I'm looking at them online because I get similar, ting, I get similar tingly in my uh, arm and hand when I sleep. I thought you'd dig it. I'm looking for one and I'm dying to try this. If anyone has tried any of these, let me know. Uh, I totally need to write you about my weird dentist story, upper GI tail from, did I read this? Am I di misdiagnosed? I think I read this. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I totally need to write you about my weird dentist story, upper GI tail from a long time ago, and my misdiagnosis of having lupus. That was awful and stupid. I like you were wondering why my early feeling, uh, why my early feeling the way we're feeling, why my early feeling. So I'll have to write you. Uh, yeah, write. Uh, please, I'm dying to hear about lupus. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Here we go. My mom suffers from cubital tunnel syndrome. That's what I think I have. Uh, I was listening to your podcast today and I wondered if you had cubital tunnel syndrome from the moment you listed your symptoms. My mom was recently diagnosed with it and your symptoms are similar to how hers started out. She started experiencing pain in her arm about a year ago and over the past few months her entire pinky finger has gone numb. She's also started to lose feeling in her ring finger. It's about half numb at this point. She has seen her family doctor, a neurologist, and a surgeon, and they have all agreed on the cause being cubital tunnel. She tried sleeping with her arms straight, but I think that was too advanced uh, at this point to really make a difference. Since her pain and numbness is so bad, they skipped the steroid shot option and are going straight to surgery. She went for months not knowing what could be causing the pain and even numbness pain and numbness. And even though she needs surgery, she is relieved to finally have a diagnosis and plan of action. 
Definitely have your arm licked out as soon as you can, just to be safe. I really enjoyed the podcast. I'm going to hear your mom. Really enjoy, sorry, I really enjoy the podcast, and I'm glad to hear your mom and sister are doing better. I w- uh, it would be great if you could have someone on to talk about lupus. Hello, here we go. Uh, sometime, I was diagnosed with lupus about 14 years ago, and I don't think a lot of people know that you can... De- Jesus, I can't read. I was diagnosed with lupus about 14 years ago. I was 21 at the time, and I don't think a lot of people know that you can develop lupus at such a young age. I definitely didn't. Thanks, Mel. Um, Thanks for your email, Mel. Um, I feel like I just recently read an email regarding lupus. Here's one. This is all related to my finger stuff. I'll just read all these. Yeah, my middle finger, by the way. This next email has to do with that. My middle finger is still still goddamn sore. Uh, By the way, someone sent me a a link to... uh, I'll probably come across this email at some point this afternoon... But someone showed me these uh, elbow braces, things that you put out over your forearms for like tennis elbow or golf elbow. And they said they had the same problem and it helped them. But And so I got a couple off Amazon, like really good ones. And they're just making my forearms really sore. They're just constricting the muscle in my, so- in my forearm. Anyway, here we go. This one's called Trigger Finger... In parentheses, it says knuckle. Hey, Steve, who knows if this is the issue you've been having with your knuckle, but it might be. I used to work as a hotel steward dishwasher, and I had to use one of those sprayers that hangs down from up high. I know exactly what you're talking about because I used to be a dishwasher as well. I worked, um, I washed dishes in a hospital cafeteria. Uh, Some gnarly stuff. Ugh. Anyway, uh, you have to squeeze them with your whole hand in order to make them spray. And usually there's a little ring to make it continue spraying automatically. But this one didn't have that ring because of this. I was constantly squeezing this thing. And after a few months of this, the knuckle on my middle finger would hurt all the time. Whenever I woke up in the morning, my finger would be curled up and I would have to straighten it with my other hand. Ugh. I don't have that, at least not yet. That sounds horrible and creepy. Uh, through Google, I found <laughs> through Google I found out that this was called trigger finger. Oh, I've always wondered what trigger finger came from. Uh, and in milder cases, your knuckle just hurts. It happens when the tube that the tendon slides inside when you clench your fist becomes irritated. I fixed this problem by wearing a tiny brace. It only goes on that one knuckle. I wore this to sleep and to work. After a month or so, my knuckle was fine again. Um, I hope this helps. You can get those braces on Amazon. Just search trigger finger brace. I did search that, and um, I think I'm going to order one just to see if it helps. Uh, Regards, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Um. I only heard, I've only ever heard the phrase trigger finger in Westerns. Um, But I'm going to look that up. 
yeah, I worked in a, I actually worked in the hospital. It was my first job. I was like 15 or six. No, I was 16. I had to be 16. And uh, I got a job in the hospital that my dad worked at. Um, he pulled some strings and got me a dishwashing job. <laughs> he uh, pulled some strings. Great. Am I going to be a doctor here? <laughs> my chief of staff. Uh, no, you're going to wipe snot and barf off of uh, hospital trays. But my job was not just washing dishes. I, I worked in the cafeteria and I would... My job was to take these carts and um, somebody else in the kitchen would put the trays of food that were to go to each room. They would put those in these carts on these little sliding, you know, little shelves inside the cart. And, um, and I would go around to each floor and I would drop off these carts and the nurses would then take the... Um, they would take the, the trays to the patients. I didn't have to do that part. And then after like an hour and a half or so, I would go back up and they would have uh, taken the trays out of the patient's room, put them back in the cart. And then my job was to take the carts back down to the, to the kitchen and go uh, in back and wash the dishes. And I'm going to tell you, man, there was some nasty ass shit. <laughs> These are sick people. These were sick people. This was before I was like a hypochondriac or a germaphobe. Now I would be so freaked out about touching a sick person's tray. Oh. <laughs> um, but oh, I, just the snottiest, like pukiest, like. And I, I just remember, do these people not know that someone's going to have to handle this? <laughs> when they're just blowing snot onto a tray. Uh, they, they realize someone has to clean this, <laughs> clean this up, right? And that was me. That was Steve. The best part of the job was uh, when I'd work at night, when I'd finish up the dinner trays and, and then finish uh, washing all the dishes, the... the there were two cooks, two of the short order cooks in the kitchen. One was named Quentin and one was named Sam. And they both would just hook me up with food. They'd be like, hey, you want a hamburger? And they'd just go and get some meat out of the freezer or the fridge. And we'd just chow down on burgers. It was awesome. That was the best part of the job. The worst part, obviously, was uh, uh, disgusting food trays. <laughs> Maybe that's our title. Disgusting food trays. Um, but it was also creepy that I'd be pushing these carts down these hallways in the hospital. And just from random rooms, you'd just hear, Oh, oh help. Just people going, help. Oh, I got to play you this while I am remembering it. The um the <laughs> the rehab hospital that my sister was in. My sister's like f almost forty nine, and um, 
I still have it. Do I not have it? Recently deleted. So my sister's like 49, and this is a rehab hospital, but it's also more of a convalescent hospital. So there were a lot of... My sister was the youngest person there at 49 by like a long shot. No, that's not it. But you got to see this video. So... I, I would when I'd go to visit my sister in, in the hospital. There was a woman who, no joke, <clears throat> my dad. I mentioned this. My dad was in the same um, in the same uh, rehab hospital when he was uh, early stages of being sick and had had knee surgery. He was in the same hospital as my sister, and this this was four and a half years ago. And the same woman was in the hospital. I think this is it. Nope, that's not it. I will find this video and you will be amazed. Um, there was a woman in the hospital. Oh, I found it. So, she, she I, I'm not sure what her issue was, but she was there when my dad was there. She's still there while my sister's there. She must be in her 90s easily. But this is all you would ever hear coming from her room. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help. That, no, I'm not even joking. I would go in to visit my sister, hang out for like half an hour or so, and... Every five minutes, this woman would just yell, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. It's the only sound that would ever come out of her room. Uh, and she was doing it when my dad was there years ago. Clearly some sort of uh, mental illness. But um, when I was 16 and working in the hospital, delivering food trays around the different floors of the hospital, that shit was common. Uh, it's so just uh, disturbing and sad to just hear. And, you know, even when I've been in the emergency room with kidney stones and I'm just in like a general area where I'm on a gurney and I'm just have curtains for walls and there's all sorts of people in there. You just hear people's uh, uh, just screaming or yelling for help or, or crying. And it's just like this, shit. these doctors, these nurses, orderlies, everyone who works, they hear this every day. That would, I feel like some people have to get PTSD from that. Right. Just the constant yelling and agon sounds of agony. I'm not saying any of this is a joke either. It's it's fascinating to me and uh, just bonkers that people work in an environment where that's just constant. Like there's constantly yelling, pain, crying, 
people constantly being wheeled in by paramedics who were bleeding, shot, stabbed, car accident. Uh, oh, I can't, I can't even imagine working in a hospital. I mean, I, I did when I was 16, but all I ever saw were these people snot. But yeah, it was very common walking down the halls hearing people just like, and weird noises too, like <laughs> noises were like, you'd be walking by and here's just some random like, and you're like, I can't tell if that was a fart or a burp or a tiger. <laughs> Just like, ugh, maybe it was a ghost. I can't tell if that was a tiger, a burp, or a ghost. So hats off to everybody in the medical profession, whether it's mental health or physical ailments, nurses, orderlies, doctors, um, candy stripers, uh, people who work in admittance. All, my hat's off to you. Uh, and you're dealing with people who are on a very short fuse too. Like the times I've been in the waiting area at the emergency room, like, you know, you check in and there's like 20 people waiting to see a doctor and some of them need stitches. Some of them are having heart issues. Some of them have kidney stones. Some of them are, have the flu. And so these people have just, a, <laughs> they can't wait. And uh, everyone's kind of in their own, you know, the fucking sun revolves around me, motherfucker. Get me into that emergency room. Get me a doctor. And just these poor nurses working at the front desk, checking people in. Like, um, I've been here for five hours. There are people who've been there for hours and then you'll have somebody in who doesn't know that they just get in and then they're like, I've been waiting here for half an hour. <laughs> like, well, you have about four and a half more motherfucker. Uh, I have talked about this though. It was weird when I went in, uh, you know, a few years ago when I passed this kidney stone, um, no, it wasn't even the kidney stones. When I was having the heart palpitations, when those first started, and I was really freaked out. And um, I had gone to the gas station and uh, dropped my keys when I was getting out of the car. And I bent, bent over, picked up my keys. When I stood upright, like I almost passed out and my heart started like beating really fast. And I sat back down in my car and was like waiting for it to pass. And it just wasn't, it was, my heart was just beating like super fast for like half an hour. I was just sitting in my car going, when is this going to stop? And so I go to the emergency room over here in Burbank and, um, at St. Joseph's shout out to all my homies at St. Joe's. Uh, and I go in and it's of course, of course, it's a Sunday. This stuff only ever happens to me on a weekend. 
when the emergency rooms are more full. Let's face it, people are at work during the week and they're not as likely to go into an emergency room. Best time to go into an emergency room is a weekday. But nothing medically uh, urgent ever happens to me on a weekday. It's always Friday, late Friday, and it's like, well, is this something I can deal with until Monday? Or am I really going to have to go to the emergency room on a Saturday or Sunday? Anyway, so I go to the emergency room. It's a Sunday, and there's just 20, 30 people already waiting, sitting in the chairs. There's like nowhere to sit anyway. And, And on top of that, there's a line of people waiting to check in. There's like six or seven people in this line. So I just walk up and I'm standing there going, just, just don't pass out. Just don't pass out. Just don't pass out. And, uh, luckily a a nurse comes out while all these people are waiting in line and she's got like a clipboard and she's writing down what everyone's issues, symptoms are. She goes to the first woman, uh, what are you here for? I have a fever. I have a very high fever. Uh, I think I might have the flu. I have a very high, (laughs) I don't know what accent I'm doing. Goes to the next person. I uh, I think I broke my I think I broke my thumb. <laughs> Slammed it in the car door. Goes and everyone just has these issues that are not super urgent, but um, definitely worth being there. Like you know, a broken bone or whatever. You go to the emergency room. So I'm just sitting there, and um, oh boy, and. Uh, the nurse get finally gets to me. I'm at the end of the line, and she's like, uh, "What are you here for? What's your symptoms?" And I go, "It's my heart. It's." And she goes, "Follow me." Like I didn't even say what it was. I go, "It's my heart." And she, she's like, "Follow me," just in case any of you really need to get in quick. <laughs> even if you have a, even if you have a, even if you have a dislocated knee, just, you're at the hospital waiting. Just go. I think it's my heart. Because they don't take heart attacks uh, lightly. And so they rushed me in. And as you know, all you loyal listeners know, they did all these tests, put me on an IV, you know, took blood, and the doctor finally came in. They were so crowded, I was just sitting in a hallway the whole time inside the uh, emergency room. But the doctor finally comes up to me and he looks at my chart and he goes, um, let me ask you something. When was the last time you had water? <laughs> and I had to think, the, the stupid thing is I had to think about it. Like I, I didn't even, I clearly hadn't had any that day. And I don't think I even had any the day before. I think I'd just been drinking coffee. And uh, I go, honestly, I don't know. I go, it, it's been at least two days. He's like, what are you drinking? I go, coffee. He's like, you're dehydrated. He's like, you can stay here and we can put, you know, more IV fluid in you. Or he's like, or just go to, go to the supermarket right now or Rite Aid and get a bunch of Pedialyte. Drink that. Pedialyte's great. I like, I I get that now instead of um, Gatorade. Did I tell you guys this? This is fucked up. 
Um, so you know that while I've been uh, at my mom's place, um, we've got some builders there. They've been there for a few weeks now. They're, they're, they gutted out the bathroom upstairs. Not the bathroom in my mom's. So upstairs in this house is my mom's room. And then there's the guest room, which is where I'm staying. And then there's another old room. It used to be my brother's room, but it's, it became my dad's office. And my mom is obviously in the master bedroom. And that has like a big giant walk-in. <laughs> I almost said walk-in bathroom. I think... <laughs> All bathrooms are walking. It's a room. It's not a bath out or a bath open. Uh, you, you sh- the master bedroom has its own bathroom. It's got a big like jacuzzi tub, which my mom can't get in and out because she, she's old now. So she hasn't been able to take a bath in years. So as you know, we uh, hired this family friend who's a, a plumber, electrician, builder to. Um, uh, gut out the bathroom that is uh, also upstairs, which is the one that I've have been using. It's the bathroom that the guests use who stay in the guest ba- in in the guest room. But that has created a problem in when they gutted it out to take out the old bathtub and uh, shower and sinks and everything to tear up the floors to get to the plumbing. They took out the toilet as well. So the past couple weeks staying there at the house, I've had no bathroom to use upstairs and which is fine, except for in the middle of the night when I wake up, you know, I'll wake up at like three or four in the morning and have to pee. And up until recently, it was great because I just walk into the next room, walk into the bathroom right next to my room and go pee. So now I'm waking up at like three or four in the morning and I'm just like so out of it, so tired and, uh, but have to pee so bad. And I'm doing that, like trying to do the math in my head of like, can I hold this and get back to sleep and deal with this later? And it gets to a point where I'm like, Nope. And then I have to get up and then walk down the hall, go downstairs, go to the other side of the house to use the bathroom. Big deal, right? (laughs) It really isn't a big deal, except at four o'clock in the morning when you're half asleep. A few nights ago, well, this was last week, I woke up and I had had a Gatorade. I'd been drinking Gatorade because I was like, ah, I think I might be getting dehydrated because I was drinking a lot of coffee. And so um, I woke up three or, three or four in the morning, I had to pee really bad. And I just kind of sat up and I was just feeling like woozy and tired. I was like, I don't want to go downstairs. And I just looked over and I saw that empty Gatorade bottle. And I just <laughs> took a piss in a Gatorade bottle. Which is stuff I've done on road trips, you know. I just pulled over, peed, kept on going. You know, that's something you do in an emergency. Like not, that was just out of pure laziness. Great, my upstairs neighbor is practicing for stomp. Um, so that happened last week. I thought it was funny, but it's also very embarrassing to admit that I was so lazy I didn't want to walk to a bathroom. 
Hopefully they get this uh, walk-in bathtub. I mean, they've now it's it's now in the bathroom. It's been in the garage at my parents' house um, for about a week and a half now, while they finish the floors and the drywall, and um, they finally carried the tub upstairs and uh, put it in the bathroom, attached it to the pipe. So it's in, it's, it's there. It actually works. Um, but they're still just a plywood floor. There's no tile on the floor. There's no sinks or mirror or anything yet. So can't quite use it yet. Um, but um, they're also putting in a new shower. Um, luckily they're putting one that's tall enough for me. That's always been an issue with me in showers is showers are usually a shower is usually like six feet tall, which is fine for most people. But like I'm six, six, probably even closer to six, seven. So a shower head is usually like right up my sternum or my clavicle. And it's just uh, always kind of a bummer. Um, I love it when I go to a hotel or something like, in Vegas and there'll be, uh, there'll be like a, a big ass shower with those rain, those rain shower heads that are directly over and then just shower down from directly above. Those are amazing. Oh. And so, uh, we were like, yeah, some, well, since they're putting in this tub, like that tub doesn't have a shower. So, um, they're also installing a shower in the bathroom. I didn't even think to mention, mention it to them, but my mom was like, make sure you make it tall enough for my son. And luckily the guy building is almost as tall as me. So he had himself as a reference. And so they've got that almost done. So it should all be done just in time for me to not be staying there anymore. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, geez, Edith. Um, but it'll be awesome. My mom will be able to uh, take a bath. She loves baths. As long as I can remember. Like one of her highlights of her day would be like filling up a bath with oil, bath oils and bubbles and soaking in the bathtub, getting away from us shitty kids. <laughs> She's so excited about it. Oh my God. My mom is so excited about this bathtub. They are weird though. Cause it's like this big and it's, they're really tall. They're taller than like a jacuzzi. Like it comes up above my waist, like standing and I'm tall and it's gotta be tall because, um, there's like a seat in it. You don't sit all the way down on the floor of the tub. There's a seat in it. Cause you have to, you, open the door, you walk in, you can look this stuff up online. I don't know why I'm telling you about it, but you walk in, you close the door, you know, it's got a rubber seal around it and then, um, sit down and then you fill it up. You have to wait until you're in it though, to start filling it up, which is weird to me. I don't know how any of this part works. Feel free to email me or, um, leave comments in the comments section on Instagram. But, um, it seems weird that you're now sitting on like this plastic or ceramic or porcelain seat that's probably freezing cold and you're naked and then you start filling the tub up. 
So it's just slowly rising up from your feet and it's a huge tub. So it does, it doesn't fill quickly. I'm imagining, or maybe they have like really powerful nozzles. All I know is it's weird that you're just sitting there waiting for it to fill and you're just naked sitting on a bench naked. <laughs> um, Oh, man. I, I just, I need a nap. <laughs> I know all the sickness that, I, that I'm fighting is because I've been so stressed. And now that I'm home for a few days and can just lay down, my body's like, um, yeah, you've been stressed. Let's, uh, let's just get you sick. <laughs> now that you have some free time, let's get you sick. So I'll be okay if I can, if I can, oh God, I'm getting text. Um, I'll be okay if I can make it till tomorrow without getting sick. If I get sick tomorrow, fine. <clears throat> it's not going to affect much, but I want to go to this um, screening tonight. I think I'm doing okay. I still, f I feel fine. I just sound like I'm having allergies, so it's not bad yet. I'll do another neti pot and uh, some more nasal spray and I'll chug another emergency. Ugh. I think we're, I think we're good guys. Um, yeah, all I have to plug is American princess on lifetime. Um, June 2nd. Um, I'm very excited about the show. They did 10 episodes, and I believe I'm in seven or eight of the 10 episodes. Uh, I'm in the first, I am in the first episode, I think. I think. We'll see. I play the boss of the Renaissance Fair. It was really fun. Um, I'm very proud of it. And everyone that I got to work with, I got to work with some friends, some old friends, made some new friends. Um, Everyone was just great. It was just a goofy, fun show. Uh, so check that out. And um, hopefully I'll have a guest for next week. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not in my car. <laughs> Although I did today. I took all my recording equipment out uh, when I went to run errands. And I was driving around and I, I stopped in a parking lot. And I was like, you know what? I... What am I doing in this parking lot? I'm just going to go home and do this. So it sounds better. I'm on a nice condenser microphone, a cardioid uh, road condenser mic, which I think sounds really good. I think this sounds really good. <laughs> Enjoy your commute, boys and girls, and stay healthy. Uh, thank you for listening, you guys. Hope you have a great, uh, well, it's Memorial Day. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. That's dumb. Um, and uh, be good to each other. All right. Bye. Star Avenue, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.